Welcome back. Episode 13 of the Behind the Business podcast with Steve Marsden. Um, I know Steve from working with him in BIM up in Manchester. Steve is a session guitarist and songwriter. And we have an assortment of mutual friends in and around the music business from his time in his bands or his band that we talk about on the pod. Um, it's very interesting to find out about this specific career path. I know there's a number of budding session musicians and uh, non-performing songwriters out there. So it was great to chat to him um, about all of this sort of stuff. This episode also happens to be the very first podcast that I recorded back in March of 2018. Thank you to Steve for getting involved at the very, very beginning. Uh, yeah, we have loads of interesting chats about um, about loads of stuff and I do really want to get him back on uh, to talk a little bit more about modern music education actually and, and learning instruments and, and becoming professional instrument players as well. So hopefully looking to get him back on. If you're interested in learning a bit more about Steve uh, then check out his website uh, www.stephenamarsden.com that's Stephen with a V rather than a PH. Um, or alternatively, do find him on Instagram at Stephen A. Marsden. So do check him out. Um, but I'm going to shut up now because I continue to waffle on on these things. So here is my chat with Steve Marsden. <laughs> You were in a band. I was, yeah. And you released an album I, in 2005. I did, you've been doing your research. I have, yes. <laughs> I thought my website had got the music <laughs> what, was, what was, what was, what was, what were things like in 2005 for, a, for an upcoming kind of a new band? Um, oh, oh God, taking me back now. I was trying to, like 15, 10, 15 years yeah. ago. Jesus. Um, it was, it was, it was odd, really. It was an odd. Um, it was. It was. It was like. Uh, it just seemed that we just were constantly just doing stuff like all the time. There was always something, um, something new to, to figure out. All because we there was no um, kind of you know industry for dummies guidebook. Yeah. It, it was just. It was just kind of right. Okay, you've because um, we signed in two thousand mm -hmm. um, and four, and the came out in two thousand five, um, and we. Yeah, and it was just we and we and we'd had like a year's worth of like demoing and being courted by the label, and um, and we were just like, okay, cool. It was like, right, can you come down this week to London and do this, this, and this, and this, or you know, do a demo here, go to the studio here, or, and it just seemed to be like a big rush of like just constantly, you know, busy and doing stuff, you know, and it was it was pr just before MySpace. No, well, well, I was I was going to say know, I was going to ask. And, what do you remember of two thousand five right, when see. it comes to all that sort of stuff? Because yeah. I again was, did a bit of did a bit of digging, and I was I was yeah. interested to see because I wanted to try and do a bit of a comparison. Yeah. 
to, to kind of what things were like back in the mm. 05 and, and what see. they're like now. Okay. Um, right. So this was, yeah, it was... There was, it's, this was, no, there was no Facebook. Mm-mm. There was no, it was the, just before, I think MySpace was just about to start or, or hadn't even started yet. There was no Twitter. There was no social media. Okay. Oh, 05 MySpace was kind of so, peak. I think it was peak okay. MySpace. Right. Maybe well, 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 when we when well, when we started because we we um when was we got so we got picked up in 2003 off the back of a demo that we off a, a CDR that we sent off to three we always we sent myself and the singer we sent a, a demo four track demo off to three labels on a CDR, right? Just a you know jiffy bag. And just fingers crossed. Wow! And all three came back to us. Would you would you then, say that to bands that <laughs> which nowadays nobody, nobody does that now? Do you know <laughs> yeah. nobody? Yeah. Nobody does that, you know. And um, and we were like, okay, cool, you know. And then it was, we just basically um, went, okay, now what? Now what do we do? I don't, I don't know. But we didn't even have a band. It was just demos. We didn't have a band. It was just myself and the singer that did it all ourselves. And, wow. and and um, um and they just were like right okay well what do we do we need to get a band together let's get how do we do that right well my brother's a drummer uh, he's at a union he's at uni in Sheffield right we'll get him in um we had to audition bass players but we actually did we we actually signed as a three piece even though the band was four and we just we employed the uh, the bass player okay um gets a bit so, easier when you're assigned to yeah assigned to a major yeah it was yeah so we just. So for us, it was just right. Okay, um, but we we didn't know what we were doing. No one told us how to. Do you, you know. think that flies no. in two thousand and eighteen? No. That whole thing of we didn't know what we were doing. When do you think that stopped? <laughs> well, no, because it's 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 an interesting thing that actually you have to talk I to think, a lot of bands nowadays and say you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think, when do you think that happened? Um, I think after when the Arctic Monkeys came out, when that was like two thousand six, five, six, and that was they were like a, a it was it was you know it was said they were signed off off the back of MySpace you know and and I think then it was like from that period onwards really for me I think um the the, the it was and it, it I think when 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 um did you know it was all like the digital everyone getting music illegally and the Napster thing and. And, and all that kind of then had that big knock-on effect. I think it was um, kind of like over the last probably from oh six oh seven onwards, really. I think bands had to kind of suddenly wise up and well, yeah, cause sort, sort themselves out. So yeah. iTunes was only two years old. Yeah, in two thousand five. Jesus, Virgin Megastore was two years away from oh my god from dying. Oh my god. Uh, the pinnacle distribution yeah. catastrophe was three years away, so we kind of we were kind of in the middle bit <laughs> of it, of the decline we before were, it properly properly yeah. went. And there was no invest. There, there was no one. There was no one. No labels as such were really willing to take a chance. Dare I say? Mm-hmm. You know, with them, unless it was unless you can you could guarantee that, like you had. X amount of followers on Twitter or on whatever social media you're using, you know, or how many views you had on YouTube, you know, because I've, you know, friends who, who, who work at, you know, who work at A&R and, and all that, and they were telling me, like, meetings would be, 
right, let's just put, okay, someone's uh, someone said about this band, okay, let's put them up, let's go up and put them on YouTube, put the YouTube video up, how many views have they got? Uh, 10, no, we're not interested. You know, how many followers have they got? I'm oh, not interested, right, you know, and it was none of that kind of, no one really wanted to kind of nurture the bands, a band as such, it was always about, um, I think bands or artists seem to kind of cotton onto that. And I also think with the whole reality TV, um, you know. So this is obviously later on. Later on as well, yeah, that kind of, it kind of heading towards that, you know, I think it just, bands just suddenly thought, no, I just have to just, <laughs> if I want to do it, I've got to do it myself, kind of thing. Yeah. Can you remember anything else about the music of 2005? Um, block Party. Okay. <laughs> I so who were your <laughs> but back then who were your influences? What was that that oh, out, that CD well, that or that demo well it, that you put together? Yeah, we was all it, we were basically trying to be like well we were basically we wanted to be like a, a UK uh, equivalent to like you to Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age. That was our kind of goal okay. really, you know. And we were tried to we were marketed in that way as well, I suppose. Because you were at the you know you were going about the well you were just after bands like. Head is for Heroes and Hundred yeah. Reasons and that sort of stuff, but the sound was quite Americanized. Yeah, it was more kind of, and I think the videos as well. Yeah, you, did you go out to America to shoot those videos, no. or they just brought no, in an American car? They brought in an American. Like, that was that was filmed in that. They brought an American car in. Yeah, that was filmed in Marple. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but two thousand and five. So two thousand and five so. was the year that Busted split up. It was. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember because we were mixing. We was at Eden Studios in uh, Acton or West 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 London, um, mixing the album, and it was and it came through in the news, and we all kind of jumped around in celebration. Nice. <laughs> but, so the you know. it was uh, biggest, well, one of the biggest albums of the year. Back to Bedlam, James Blunt. Oh God, yeah, it was on the same. It was label, a good year, it? and then it was Shane Ward. Oh, One yeah. X Factor that yeah, year. There you go. And then it was Peter Kay and Show Me the Way to Amarillo. Oh my god. And the Crazy Frog. Oh my god. So it god. was a, it was so a they, like, they, it was a right. quality year for it was, music. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. God. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you still get royalty checks? No. No. Not None not, at all. not not of that, no. For for other bits that I've done, yes. I get the odd, odd thing. So you don't, I mean, because your stuff's on Spotify. Yeah. And on all that sort of stuff, but yeah. you're not... It doesn't generate enough to... It just doesn't... I don't get it. Who were you published by? It wasn't. We weren't published. We had no publishing. Okay. We were um, totally unpublished. Uh, <laughs> had no idea what we were doing. Right, so well, we, we, <laughs> we loop back around to having no idea what we we're know. doing. That's it. We just... We, 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 were, we just... I don't know. We just never... So nobody... nobody no publisher... As soon as you got someone, signed to Atlantic... Was, yeah, didn't come was, around sniffing... There was one guy... Yeah, sorry. There was one guy who was interested in signing us for publishing. Yeah. Flash, Flash Taylor, yeah. He, he, he was interested, um, but it just never... It just never materialised. Hero. And then... Um, but I've... Yeah, but I, I've known Flash a long time but since then. But yeah, we, we just never. No one really wanted to sign the publishing because I don't. I don't know what went on. We we had we had a couple of managers, and we were told to you know just do this, do this. And we're like, okay, well, how are we gonna? How are we gonna? Are we gonna get earn a living from this? What do we do? You know. Both of us are in music education now. Yeah, we are, yeah. And so we see a lot of 
18, okay. 19 year olds yeah. who just want to be in bands yeah. and want that, all that sort of stuff. Were you uh, and the singer yeah. one of those people? Yeah. Was this like, we have to be in a band? Yeah. This is what I have, this is what my job has to be. Yes. That's from the, when you were 15, 15 or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you just kind of didn't necessarily know how or what that yeah. looked like. No. But you knew that was what you had to do. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And you were just going to do it. Yeah. And you sort thought that just sending and... three CDs. Out yeah, I know. Was the best way to go. Exactly. It's 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 it, one it's, way of it's doing bonkers, it. That's isn't awesome. It? It's yeah. It's totally insane. It was um, yeah. But I I think now I mean I don't I mean it's interesting as working obviously working as because we're working at music education. It's um, you chatting to students who 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 have who have like people like ourselves, you know, telling them how the industry works or trying to give them a glimpse into how the industry works, whether it's um, how it was when we first started out, or or trying to get an idea, gauge an idea as a music as a musician now, what it's like yeah. in twenty eighteen. But you have to still explain the whole sort of um, how 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 you earn a living from being you know from if you write a song you can get money from it. Don't you have to understand who's who's contributed to that song? But you but, didn't know that. Well, I tell no, I did. Yes. I knew that. I did. We, we did. Sorry. Yeah, we did know that, right? But it was. But it was a case of trying to secure that, um, secure like a, a, a deal with something. You know, secure a publishing deal. You know, so we could have, you know, or you know, our kind of pension paid for in later life. You know. Right. So it was. But it was. It just we weren't kind of advised. In the right way, I had to go out. Do you think that that's, that's the big key difference between basically now and 10 years ago? Is that yeah. Those, yeah. those 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds that, that we engage with yeah. and all that sort of stuff, yeah. they have to know where this, how this works, yeah. how does that work. You can't just no. send three cds off <laughs> yeah exactly sort of do you think that's the biggest yeah. difference that yeah there is I, now yeah i would say yeah uh, yeah they have to um more self-sufficient i guess yeah it's that you have to kind of be able to do things for yourself more yeah i think a lot uh, they're into uh, there's, a, there's a few like quite a lot of bands rely on merch you know and, and sell merch it and, and use that to fund yeah you know and to, to fund what it is they're doing because they know that they're gonna have to, a lot of i think difference now is as well is that a lot of bands and musicians know they have to have a day job okay compared to when we when we when we started out with you signed a record deal and you said bye-bye to the day job you know and because you because you thought you get x hundred amount you know hundred thousand whatever amount it would be you know because that's what the, the, that's how they were still signing big checks back then mm -hmm. you know but um but now i think a lot of well you a lot of bands seem to be aware that they, they, they can't just, they're gonna have to have a day job and then to fund being a, a, a full-time musician, you know. Uh -huh. um, which is, you know, and I think they, they're happy to, it's, it's odd because they're happy to give away all the, you know, give stuff away for, you know, like for free and IP away for free and, you know, or not, you know, just be like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, without re realizing that you can be earning, some money from it. <laughs> it's, it's no comment on that one, I think. <laughs>
you're a session player? Yeah. Now? I do like Session yeah. guitarist? Yeah. yeah. Um, was that something that you were aware of back then? Yes. It was, so you kind of... Yeah, it yeah. kind of... I felt, yeah, it was something. And... I, and, and I want. I always wanted. To, I, I always wanted to be a musician full time. Whatever I, do, I, I knew, that's what I wanted to do and be playing and be earning a, earning a living from being a musician. And um, and session work was something I fell into um, after the band split up, basically. Um, and I got asked to play guitar for some straight away. Yeah, within a year. Within the year. Okay. Because yeah. um, the 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 A guy who signed. The, the band, uh, a guy called Joel Dieff, um, was looking to sign another, like a singer-songwriting, um, like a kind of Bruce Springsteen-style vocalist singer that we were going to work with, or were looking to sign. And he was touring, um, doing a tour with The Killers. He got a support tour with The Killers. Um, and they needed a guitar player for, for, for his band. He was bringing this backing band he put together. And Joel rang me and said, he's based in Sheffield, he's playing in the city, <laughs> in Manchester, can you come down? And I, I remember I was uh, in the pub um, <laughs> in in the northern quarter going, what the hell am I going to do um, with, with my girlfriend, who's my now wife? And we're going like, oh shit, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I had a few beers. Joel rang me and I was like, hey, what, you know, can you, are you in Manchester? I was like, yeah come down now, there's a guy playing, I want you to come, come and meet, he needs a guitarist. I was like, yep, yep. So I legged it down, met him, got on, and then week after, with we two weeks worth of rehearsals, and then off we went for about six weeks around the UK touring. Cool. So that's how it kind of fell into that, you know, and then, and then that led on to other bits of kind of playing, but then I fell into doing more studio work as well, kind of through, uh, through, through my housemate at the time. What's the bit that you like the most? Is it the touring stuff or is it the studio stuff? Because there's there's people that will it's, focus on yeah one or the other, and then there's people that will do both. Uh, yeah, uh, the, now what, uh, the age I'm at now, studio because it's just easier, right? You know, having I I have just just done a tour recently, which was which was good actually. I, I, I do like traveling about, but I think back then it was the live thing because I was in my early early mid twenties. So it's fine then, you know, and, I, and I, I preferred the live thing then, but but now it's more studio. What is the life you know? of a session player? What does it look like? What? How do you? How, how do you promote yourself? How do you get the work? Oof. What does it? You know, what what is what is what is uh, demanded of you? You what just mentioned yeah. you you had two weeks to learn and yeah. rehearse and all that sort of stuff. Well, you just um, there's 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 no kind of Again, it's like the, it's like the way the industry, how the industry works. There's no set way. It just it's either word of mouth, or you're working with you know off one gig working with some musicians and somehow it, they recommend somebody else, or you um, or you're a part of an agency with a session a session fixing agency, which I'm not I'm not part of. I just kind of it all comes through word of mouth really, mm -hmm. you know, and but. I think that it's that you. It's all about just having good people skills, ideally to be a good session guy. But make sure that you you, you just it's it's like it's like any any job, you know. You just have, <laughs> just make sure you make sure make sure you're not 
you know, you'd set up, do, do, do the job, do what's asked to you, make sure you, you know, every, you know, and you're easy to, and you just say, you say, you don't, um, you have to realize, the, you have to realize the, the artist's vision, you know, if they, if they, even if they don't know what chord they're playing, and you have to, <laughs> and you have to go, I, I don't know what you mean, you know, then you have to kind of try to interpret their artistic idea. How difficult you know. is that? Sorry, how, how difficult is that? It's very difficult, you know. I've had some odd descriptions I had to make the guitar sound, make it sound like gravel, you know, make the guitar sound like gravel. Okay, yep, yeah, I'm your man. Yeah, that's why you called me. Okay, got you. So okay. it's not just his sheet music learning. No, no, nothing like No, it's, you know, it's kind of could be a sound. It could be, um, they rarely give, it's always learning it off, off the recording. You have to figure the part out. You know, unless if it's an MD, he might, they might, he or she might give you the um the, the charts or the chord charts or stuff. But no, it's just it's usually just figure it out and then make your own charts yourself, which you know, which, which is fine. You know, okay. Um, but then, but when, but you have to be prepared that when you come into rehearsals, that you, um, that it might get changed. It might, it won't be like the record. They might you might have learned something exactly like the record, and then they go, oh, "No, we're not doing it like that." And you have to think of something new and fresh right there and then, you know, and be kind of creative on the spot, and not let it, you know, make sure you're at the, at the top of your game with it all the time. Do you yeah. think the role of session players has changed as well over the past few years? Um, Maybe you know, ten years or so. Do you reckon it what it did used to be just right? Here's the much more managed, much more. Here's the here's the sheet music play it or has it always just, been quite a creative it's always been quite a creative thing really i don't think the role so the roles change i think it's it's hard it's it's um it's interesting how everyone seems to want to be a session musician now though rather than playing a band actually you know particularly working in education like talking to guitarists or, or musicians um and you know a bit in particular like it's like I, I want to be a session musician. Really, you don't want to kind of do a band or kind of get a lot of mates together and create music. No, don't want to do that. I want to be. I want to be a session guy. Okay, you know. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's. You know, Why do you think that is? Um. Well, it goes back to the point we made earlier. It could be because of the 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 um because it's been over the last. 10 years or so there's always been this focus on mainly singers so like as solo artists whether that's in um pop or whether that's as kind of you know or in um like you like your rag and bone man type or kind of credible you know so it's like like sort of left field but they're still signing just one person you know i think um no one's doesn't seem to that same kind of um investment in bands really and i don't think it seems to be that, that students or young musicians probably think I might be better off just playing, okay. playing for them. Okay, so you actually you know. think that there's there's something to be said about that yeah. young musicians are looking at yeah. at the industry and kind of going, this isn't the time for bands. Possibly, yeah. At the moment. Yeah, that's the impression. And, I mean, you know, kind yeah. of that obviously those trends tend to go in yeah. cycles so they'll come back around oh, at yeah. some point or anything like that but yeah. they're noticing and I guess it's different between people in music education and yeah. people who are in bands 
but aren't in music education. Yes. Guess, but those people who've kind of gone, I want to be better at the guitar, yeah. there's probably a reason, or there's got to be a reason for that. For that and yeah. that is from a professional level rather than just, yeah. I should go to this college because it will help my band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> advice for a band yeah. what would it be so someone who was in a band and is also in the industry now yeah. what would you tell young bands where's their focus what should they be doing these they days sh they should be um, I wouldn't be as a young band now I wouldn't go I wouldn't go I wouldn't go to music college to do it I would suggest you're better off it's, you don't go there and work out with a record deal Okay, you go there and you walk out with that with a, a degree or whatever qualification. So, if if that if, so, if you if you want to just go and be in a band, just get 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 good spend spend six months in a rehearsal room. Okay, get in the best songs you can, writing the best songs you can, and get in a really good show and put and, and don't even gig, don't even bother, just focus on getting get getting the, the show together and focus on getting the songs together. You know, and then once you've got that, once you've got those two things together, okay, then then go then then but then be then go out and and sell it and exploit it and 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 do something with that. You know, okay. I don't think, you know, I think if it's it's, it's if you if you constantly putting something new up on on SoundCloud or something new on Twitter or a new link or something new on YouTube, then. People's attention spans are gone anyway. Everyone's, no one's interested. Oh, cool! I've got my fix from that. Cool. Right, next. What's next? And so you, you're better off just waiting, you know, because people's people, you know, people absorb music so much quicker. You might as well wait until you've got something really good that has some sort of impact, mm -hmm. or could potentially make some sort of impact, and then, and then release it and, and, and release that, you know, and go and um, tour and exploit that, you know. Yeah, I don't think, or, or you know, or, or have or have a catalogue of material that you could just ready just to kind of drip feed slowly, you know, put something out once a month to keep some momentum going. Don't just put something out and then go, cool, right? Oh, I've got to get something else together now, oh, and then it, it ends up being rushed. Mm -hmm. Just you know. And then flip side of that, what's the advice for young budding session players? Um, Is it the same? It's it. Is it different? It's, mm, I, I'd, I'd, I'd suggest, as, as, a, as a, if you want, if you, if you know that's what's what you want to do, is go and do session work, go and go and, and you, but but you want to but you want to you know, um, get better at being a guitarist or a bass player or a musician and improve those kind of skill sets you need to be a good session guy, whether it's in the studio, whether it's in a, in a live situation. Go and do that, because you know. But do the opposite to what what a band should be doing. Go out and gig. Go out and jam. Go out and perform. Do the complete. Just so people are aware of who you are. You know. I think there's a, there's there's a, an ex student of, of of mine who didn't go to university, drummer, um, and he and he he thought I don't want to go and he, he he's a talented kid and he can already play. He can already do all the site technical kind of stuff. And he thought, I don't need to go to uni to, to kind of 
go and improve that. I might as well just be out playing. And that's what he and that's what he did. He kind of you know, and he's he, he teaches drums and he goes and gigs, you know, and he and he's and he's doing all right. And he's got he's got a lot of work through it, you know. Um, whether that's you know, and it's not just touring with X band, you know, X star or whatever, you know, it's actually going out and being a musician. Yeah. You know, and I think if you want to be a musician, be uh, you, you should be happy playing to fifty people as you are to fifty thousand people. You know, because you're being because you're being a musician, yeah. What does a session musician take home? So, well, no, as it roughly. Digni dignity. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I mean, this kind of just <laughs> roughly, because you know, there's like an artist. Yeah. You can, you can be Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Who's, who's walking away with yeah, millions, yeah, tens yeah. of millions. Yeah. Or you can be, it can be your job and it can mm. be the equivalent to what you would earn on a, yeah. in a high street yeah, yeah. job and yeah. things like that. I'm guessing that's the same for session players. Yeah. Is that as a session musician, you can be working for Ex yeah. hundreds okay. of thousands and you touring can. the world and playing arenas and things you like can. that. But it also equals the you know playing for fifty people yeah. a night. Yeah. And well, is that a is is that something that pays the rent? Is well, that something that pays the mortgage? Yes and no. You have to right. There's two sides to this. There's there's if you're set, it's. There's um, basically being a session guy who's on a retainer, so you're basically employed by the management or the label or whoever, you know. And a friend of mine did that, and he was on a retainer for about three, four years, and and he had a young family and a more, he had a mortgage, and he said it was great. The only thing that he couldn't do was go and play with other musicians. Right. It's kind of it all because he had to be at the beck and call of. The artist, and that's something any that's, given moment. that's contracted, yeah. and yeah. it's uh, it's right. You're under contract for the next three years, yeah. And well, then well, they yeah. either renew it or they don't. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he, so he, he was saying to you that he felt quite, you know, he, um, so sort of felt quite sort of restricted into what he could do musically. It was great that he had, he was doing, you know, he was he was working like say sort of four or five months of the year, but being paid for all year and it was it was it was awesome but he couldn't go out and play you know do a jam night or go and do a wedding gig or go and do a function gig or go and do a corporate gig mm -hmm. it, it's like you're not allowed it's like it was quite restricted whereas on the other side the other guy the other or the other musician who's you know he's got he gets like say a, a three-month gig working with an artist maybe probably during the festival season or during a studio session or whatever you know maybe making a record or something that's cool, and you you know, but then you've got to then be constantly thinking ahead of the work for the rest of the year, you know. So whether that that's finding other 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 streams of revenue, so that could be doing corporate work, playing in a corporate function band, you know, doing you know you know uh, duo gigs on the weekend, or you know doing some teaching or doing bits and bats or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. to to kind of um, make sure you're on you know a, a good. Kind of life of a, a, it's a, a, a standard average, freelancing, a, a, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's exactly guess. that. Yeah, and I think if you see it as a job and, a, and as a freelancing job, then you got that's you kind of it'll, it, if you if, if you get just get rid of the as long as you've got no ego and you see it as a job, 
you know, you don't turn up being on Johnny Rockstar tonight, you know, get get rid of that, just see it as it being a freelance job and, you, and mm-hmm. you'll be fine, you know, that's, um, that's, it's, you know, that's, that's how I, that's how I approach it, you know, that's, that's okay. kind of my view of it. Learn how to do your own taxes and all that. Sorry? Learn how to do all do, your do own, all your own t- Yeah, 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 but always, yeah, my wife's always like, what's this coming through the door? It's tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there another guitar pedal coming through this, the door, Steve? It's tax deductible. You say that. You said that last week with the other pedal. I know, but it's, it's been a healthy <laughs> month this month. Otherwise, taxman gets it. Nice. Songwriting's still part of yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. So talk, talk to me a little bit about about yeah. what that stuff looks like we've we've touched on the touched on the band we've touched yeah. on session playing yeah you're still writing songs yeah. you're writing songs as an artist um or no, no in other forms in other forms really um the guy this is goes back to this is it's odd but this goes back to the first session gig i did so the, the tour i did with the killers the guy um who the artist i was playing for me and him formed a, off the back of that, we formed a songwriting partnership, basically, a, a songwriting yeah, partnership. And he, he went on to get signed by Flash at Sony ATV. Mm-hmm. Um, and off the back of that, me and him, uh, me and the, the, the artist, we, the singer, we, we used to do writing sessions, get the looking list through, and you know, ex-artist is looking for such and such a type of song or whatever. And we used to just be writing and writing and writing and constantly trying to, um, pitch or you know pitch yep. songs for various whoever. So um, pitches rather than commissions. Yeah, pitches at that yeah. time. At that yep. time, yeah. Um, and then that led into top line writing because um, it was just it was at the point when all the main all the main pop writers or all the pop writers it's it's always the same guys, always the same people getting asked. So it was like how you know how 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 do we how do we get in you know? And then we got asked to. Um, the guy who I was writing with, he um, he wrote a top line for Flux Pavilion. It was called a track called Cracks, um, and that and that just took him down this other avenue of writing top lines. So me and him, so I I got dragged along with that, and we wrote top lines for like EDM, okay, kind of producers and um, a label called Never Say Die, and yeah, um, and, a, and, a, and some of the, the producers on that label. You know, and it was it, it which was it which, which it which was interesting coming from a band being a musician and in a more in a band context, mm-hmm. getting a, a beat which is like four minutes long, and the the, the note the brief was just the brief is a vocal hook sixteen bar vocal hook hook from one minute one minute into one minute thirty or whatever that's all we need. I'd be like, okay, well, so we used to sit sit there figure the chords out and just home and play a song, you know, create a 16 bar hook and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was it, you know. So that was quite, it was quite quite an interesting job, you know, interesting interesting approach to songwriting. Um, No, don't, no, because we weren't, we did a few things, but um, it, it just never, never took off in in that. So it was just a a, a window of what you were doing and then it's kind of migrated into other things since then? Yeah, because we, um, yeah, we, and we basically write, you know, we still write songs now, you know, and we've got, 
at the moment we've, we've got a few things that we've been writing and we've put them out but just under under a band name without even our names on it it's just a, a band name mm -hmm. you know um just for our own kind of um amusement you know? <laughs> <laughs> just to see you know nice. and it's you know we still have you know we still send the old thing off to people that we know just to see if there's anything to cat you know kind of catch you know okay uh, but yeah do you find it's from a writing perspective so conversations i've had with a few people about songwriting being very collaborative mm. it's not something that you do as an island no you do it as a pair of islands yeah. or something like that. Would you agree yeah, with that would, sort of yeah. thing? That it's so much better to do it, it with others as opposed to... It, it depends. I think it is. It is. I think everyone, you should be working with... with there's, there's, you should be working with people who can, who can who fill in whatever your weakest link is. You know, so like, um, if you're good at, at writing chord progressions, be that guy, okay? Or be that person. If you're, you know, if you can write chord progressions, but you're better at lyrics be the lyric person you know so f and find those other links that you're not strongest at to bring the best thing forward you know how many songwriters do you think are very good at owning what they're not very good at how do you mean so as in how many songwriters would you would would hold their hand up and say i need somebody else to do that yeah. because it's not my forte or do you reckon that's something that creative people and songwriters are loath to hand it over to, they, to others? Yes, I think they're a bit... I think... Um, and I'm guilty as myself, because that's, that's, how, that's, how that's why I'm chuckling. Because you, 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 you want to be the person that... The, the main kind of idea, you know, the person that... You know, if, 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 if it gets used for something, it's, it's you know... I think you've got to try and keep your ego in check, in check again, because you think, well... A musician oh, keeping I, their ego I in I want check. to be like, you know, hang on, that, that was my idea. You know, why is everyone else getting it? No, it's, it all came from me, even though we've all done it together, but it was, it was my idea, you know. You know, it's, I think there's still, there's still a competitive nature in it. But, that, but that's good, though, because it gets the best mm -hmm. idea out, you know. The, the one thing I'm, the one thing that that makes me laugh, and my my, my friend who again who I write with, right, we always laugh at like someone who brought a loop in, you know, getting you know ten percent of the writing or whatever, you know, it's like really, you know, it's always how made, do you manage that situation? Okay, always, this is something that comes you know, up quite a lot in you know. in classrooms, that when you've got multiple people writing songs together, yeah. Is it always a diplomatic process to kind of say this is equal shares for everybody, or because, or, or or what? <laughs> I know, I know. It's it. <laughs> so but, let's let's go through things. So yeah. when you, in your band days, yeah. those those songs were written by you and and Sons. the lead singer. Yeah. So that was yeah. everything was fifty fifty. Pretty much, yeah. And the songwriting that you were doing with your songwriting yeah. partner yeah. over the past 50, however 50. many years is yeah. that your sh partnership share yeah. 50, 50. whether that's 50% or 20% or yeah. it's 50-50 between the two of yeah, you yeah yeah what do you think happens in bands these days is it is it easy to be diplomatic in those senses i don't think it's bands some bands now know that i don't think they know what the pro what the protocol is I think. What is the protocol? Well, do you it, know what the protocol well, is? Well, 
what's the it was rem wasn't it it was like well any advice and he, and he said share the publishing you know it, it, no matter who's written what just sh make sure you share the publishing four ways because that's what keeps a band together you know and so just for purely for diplomacy reasons yeah. and and relationship yeah. reasons make it all equal it's, rather than fighting it, over 10 and 15 it worked, here it, exactly it worked for it's worked for rem or work for rem work for coldplay work, work for um u2 you know it's you know they've done right for themselves haven't they you know it's and they yeah they've done right yeah <laughs> you know it's apparently yeah apparently um they seem to be doing all right It depends on what 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 your what your kind of mission statement is as a band. I think if you're like yeah, all for one, one for all, you know, f f everything goes four ways. Cool, mm -hmm. you know. But there's not much money in record sales anymore. So, <laughs> you know, so you know, so someone some greedy bugger might go, no, I've written the song. I want to make sure I I, I get it all in. You know, I get mm. all the the main royalty check. You know from publishing or whatever and which brings it back to the loop thing I mentioned earlier it's like because it's it was it the, the Rihanna track Umbrella that was just started off on an Apple loop wasn't it something like that yeah, yeah. and the guy got someone told me he got a, quite a lot the person who brought the Apple loop in got a lot of publishing on it you know a quarter and it was quite a lot of money on it you know just for having an Apple loop you know and it's like you know that person write any any other songs? No, probably not. They just happily kind of. So then I guess it on depends that. on who that person was, yeah. who was representing yeah. him, what companies he, yeah. other people that he works for. Again, you mentioned okay. it. It's it's a relationship business. Yeah. And so if yeah. it means giving away a larger percentage for one song mm. in order to get something back, get another <laughs> another cutaway or something like that. That's kind of how you're you're working in those yeah. areas, I guess. Yeah. I know. It's but it's always it's it's it to be honest, it should always be it's also should be treated song by song basis. As a writer, it's always it's, for me it should be treated song by song basis. You know, never this it, you don't all go it, you know, it's like whoever's in the room, you know, so you know, then and it's and 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 it get and it's something's come out of however many people in the room. Okay, you know, but I'm I'm not having the I'm I brought a drum loop in, you know. Let's how can I get can I get can I get a quarter of that please? No. <laughs> What does the music industry look like to you at the moment? So you're a session player, mm. you're a songwriter, you're a a music tutor yeah. in various forms. Mm. Does it is it a is it a uh, good looking business to enter? Is is it full of opportunities? Are those opportunities easy to come across? That's what I mean when I say what does yeah, the no, what does no. the business look like? It just it's still it 
it still feels as hard as as hard as it ever was, as as, as it was when I when I first when I first was trying to get when I first entered it in or got into the industry in two thousand three. It doesn't it doesn't seem any easier. It's it it still feels just as hard, and you're always, you know. And when we said and when I said the music industry, it's not just being playing for say Ed Sheeran or playing guitar for Adele or anybody like that. It's just being the whole industry in itself. You're always constantly thinking right six months ahead. What I've got to fill the diary up. You know, it it doesn't seem to be get never seems to get any easier. There's there's always some there's always that new challenge, something new coming along. You know? Are there good challenges? Yeah, I love it. There's, is there are there are there more oppo- are <laughs> there enough challenges? Enough opportunities? Um, are those opportunities you, drying up? Yet? No, if you go out and look for them, if you I think you have. If, if you're creative, um, and you know what, it, and you know that you want to do this and no, nothing else, then you'll find those opportunities. You'll 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 generate them somehow. You know, it might it might not pan out the way you had it. You, you had you, or the, the vision you had. So say you want to be, you know. Say you want to be the, in the biggest band ever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as you know you want to be a musician and earn a, and and don't, and don't want to do anything else. You'll find a way of creating those opportunities. You know, I think there'll be. Uh, I keep saying I think um, you will find a way of, of doing it. Um, as uh, you, if you can, if you can figure out how to play the guitar, you can figure out how to earn a living from playing guitar. You know. <laughs> Thanks again to Steve for getting involved so early doors. I said this was the very first conversation I ever had for this. So really appreciative of Steve's involvement. Um, do follow the podcast on Instagram at Behind the Business Pod. Do contact me via Twitter at Danny Champion. And do, do, do get in touch with the show on email at Behind the Business Pod at gmail.com. This is episode 13. There's plenty more to come. So watch this space. Do return next week and beyond for more from the podcast. Cheers.